is up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot a bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about some adventures in hunting. Got a couple of uh, ad icon pops that we're going to be talking about, as well as a certain comedian pop coming out. Uh, and then we got an office pop, as well as a Marvel pop coming our way. And then with Blu-rays, we got nothing. There is absolutely no big releases coming out this week. Um, <laughs> uh, with this week's sneak peeks, we actually got one trailer to talk about this week. Uh, so, movie starring Tom Hardy. Very excited for this one coming up. And then uh, we actually do have something to talk about with uh, what's in the box. Um, kind of a weird turn of events, but uh, talking about something there. And then uh, we'll be moving on oh, to it's our main be fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we'll be moving on to our main event of the evening, which will be our all bros breakdown of Parasite. Hell yeah! So, what do you say we get started, Caleb? I say let's do it. All right. I'm Brucker. I'm Levi. And together, we co-host a movie podcast called Film on the Rocks. On our movie podcast, we like to have fun with movies, and we don't like to break down movies beat by beat, scene by scene. We like to talk about what was fun about them. So we talk about our favorite scenes, uh, sprinkle in some trivia, uh, we debate whether or not they deserve a sequel, and we also talk about um, some drinking rules that they can have, such as drink every time Vince Vaughn stuffs his face in Wedding Crashers. Or something we call the Yoda Clause, which is every time Frank Oz jumps on a screen, finish your drink. You can find us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or really anywhere you can find podcasts, if this sounds interesting to you. Yes, and we also love listener interaction, and we also like to take movie requests, so you could reach out to us on Twitter at Film on the Rocks, Instagram, Film on the Rocks Podcast, or email us at fotrpodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from y'all. Give us a listen. All right, so first up with Adventures in Hunting, we've got a Jeff Dunham pop coming out. And this one, he is holding Peanut. And sadly, uh, there is no like official image yet of him. It's just a silhouette. But I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah. Do you listen to Jeff Dunham? I used to when uh, we were in high school. Not as much right now. What about you? Yeah. Same here. Like I, I, I used to listen to listen to him a lot in in uh in high school. But that was back when I thought his comedy was edgy. And <laughs> <laughs> look at where we are now. Um, yeah, no joke. Um, yeah, I used to think his comedy was like more edgy and talked about more adult stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I was, um, oh, okay, what's uh, the puppet's name that's an old man? Do you know? Uh, Walter. Walter. Okay. Did you ever watch Sunny with a Chance? Sunny with a Chance? Yeah. It was on Disney Channel. Oh, 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 oh. Um, not very often, no. Okay, did you ever watch the episode where Jeff Dunham and Walter, uh, were on it? What? Yeah. No. Yeah, so, um, uh, they put, uh, Sunny with a Chance on, uh, Disney Plus, and I, uh, came across that episode, 
and it's just really funny watching uh, how in awe Walter gets whenever uh, uh, Chad Dylan Cooper comes into the room. He's just like, he's the greatest actor of his generation. And Jeff Dunham doesn't think he's funny. or He doesn't think he's a good actor at all. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah, because that kid's not. <laughs> he's not that. Wait, isn't that... Isn't he on... Oh, shit. Was it... Doesn't he do YouTube now? Um, I don't know. I don't know where, like, anybody from... Sonny with a chance is now except for Demi Lovato. Yeah, I know there's someone from this uh channel Smosh or something like that. Oh they're like What? Oh no, I was just gonna point out that uh actually Brandon Michael Smith who played Nico, I forgot he plays uh Michelangelo in the newest uh, Ninja Turtle show. I forgot about that. Oh that's cool. Where is his IMDb? Um, I'm on IMDb. He was in a movie called Landmine Goes Click. I gotta watch that. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel I. Uh, I know someone does. Uh, YouTube now from it's either that show or Hannah Montana. Let me just type in Sterling Knight YouTube. No, he's not on YouTube. Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the the blonde dude. Do you, do you watch um the Goldbergs? Uh, no. No shit. Okay, I don't know what else he he. he Wait, would are you talking about the like the kid? No, not the kid. It's one of the kid's friends. Or hit one of his brother's friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like he was in something on Disney. I'm not sure if it was Sonny or Chance or what. You should, like, figure it out and then get back to us next week. I mean, I'll look it up now while you continue talking. <laughs> Oh, is it Shane Top? That might be it. Oh, wasn't he? Oh, isn't he like on Smosh or something like that? Yeah, and he was the freaking pretty boy on Hannah Montana. Oh, he was. Well, so he was in. All I'm seeing for Disney Channel, he was in So Random, the spinoff from Sunny with a Chance. What the shit? <laughs> what? Dude, like, I feel like I see this dude everywhere, because he's in the Goldbergs right now. Yeah. And he's on freaking. yeah, he does shit for Smosh. Yeah. Schooled. All right, I'm going back to the freaking beginning. Oh, he was on iCarly for a little bit. So Random. Oh. Sam and Cat. Oh, yeah, I remember that show. Okay, I guess he wasn't in uh in Hannah Montana. Anyway. Uh getting back to Jeff Dunham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh yeah. I don't know if I'll pick up this one. I definitely want to get Jeff Dunham with Walter though. 
That would be freaking awesome. Is that the one that you um, want the most, or is there a different one? That you I, I don't know. I really like... Um, I really like Peanut, but I think my favorite's Ahmed. Ooh, yeah, Ahmed's a great one. That's probably, that'd probably be my yeah. second choice. Yeah, that's... More than likely, that's probably the one that I would get. Unless they came out with a Jeff Dunham with Peanut and Jose Jalapeno. That's too much, man. <laughs> Dude, that would be a crazy chase for that figure, though. No, don't talk about chases. We don't talk about chases on this <laughs> channel. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about Jeff Dunham, Caleb? Uh, nothing I can think of, no. Okay. Moving on, then, to uh, some McDonald's pops that are coming out. Yeah, I can't believe we are finally getting some Ad Icon McDonald's pops. Uh, so, so far, Hells we got yes. uh, we got six in the line. Well, technically seven, because one's a two-pack. Um, but first up, we got Mr. Ronald McDonald himself. And, I mean, it, it's a simple... It's a simple pose, but you know, classic Ronald. So, are you gonna pick any? Are you? Do you plan on picking up Ronald McDonald, Caleb? No, sadly, I do not. It's because he's a clown, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> dude. I, think <laughs> I didn't he think looks that creepier. was gonna be a yes. Dude, I think he looks creepier than freaking the Pennywise figures. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> Dude, he's so creepy. And, like, Ronald was, like, he used to be the only clown that I, like, I somewhat liked. The only clown I ever liked was Krusty the Clown. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of him either. <laughs> How dare you disrespect Krusty. I, th I thought he was just creepy looking, too. And I know he's, like, animated and everything, but it's just... I don't know. I never liked clowns. Oh, I I didn't either. I mean, I wasn't petrified yeah. of them, but uh, if anyone asked me, oh, do you want a clown at your birthday party? No, thank you. <laughs> I am good. It's like, uh, do you want a clown at your birthday? <laughs> didn't think so. <laughs> do you want charges pressed against you after he gets hit in the face by a little kid? Because that's going to happen if you bring him to my birthday party it's like dad if you hire a clown for my birthday i will be calling child services <laughs> yep exactly it's like you were appropriately warned <laughs> uh so next up after that uh we got the grimace which um i growing up like um i don't know i didn't uh know a lot honestly about like all these uh mcdonald's icons so the grimace i didn't really know that much about um honestly the two main ones i knew were ronald mcdonald and the hamburglar that's the same here i i don't remember interacting with the other uh mcdonald's 
mascots. Yeah, right? Um, like, I knew who Grimace and the Hamburglar were, but I never saw any, like, promotional stuff with them. It was always just Ronald. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Man, do they even make McDonald's commercials anymore with Ronald McDonald? I don't think so, no. Well, that's depressing. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen one in forever. I mean, at le- but hey, on the bright side, at least, um, okay, so this is okay. This is not to do with McDonald's, but it has to do with their rival, Burger King. Okay, so like in the, I think it was like the late two thousands, like two thousand seven, um, two thousand, yeah, two thousand seven. Um, do you remember when uh, Burger King was doing like their actual mascot? It was like the Burger King, and he had that creepy ass mask with like yes. the open smile. Wasn't that terrifying? Uh, yeah. They need to make a pop of that. I would totally buy that. <laughs> uh, how about no? <laughs> no, that shit gave me nightmares, so I want to relive that shit. Dude, what is wrong with you? Where do you want to start? That's really the, that's really the question. Cause they're, yeah, they're... The, the mascots? <laughs> I don't really recall the mascots all that much the like the biggest one in my childhood was ronald and that's just because there was a freaking statue of him in the local mcdonald's oh yeah you could sit yeah you could sit next to him and put your arm around him and it was creepy yeah like completely creepy but (laughs) yeah with the with burger king it was only like you only ever got the crown which Whenever we ate there, I was just too grown for that, so I never <laughs> wore the crown that crown. Um, but yeah, the only time I ever remember seeing Grimace and the Hamburglar were on the bags. Yeah, that I think that's all I remember too. Yeah, I don't remember any like promotional things with them, any toys with them. It was always just Ronald. And then they were just kind of like the, I felt like they were just the imaginary friends. <laughs> oh. um. All right, so after Grimace, we got the, you know, we already talked about it, we got the Hamburglar. Um, I kind of honestly want this one, actually. Like, over Ronald, I think I might take the Hamburglar. Really? Yeah, for some reason. I don't know. He's calling to me. <laughs> That's an um, interesting pick. <laughs> right? Um, and then these next two, I had no... Actually, these next four, I had no idea these things existed. Uh, We got Mayor McCheese. Yeah, I had no idea who the hell that was. <laughs> yeah. And then we got <laughs> Officer Mac. Like, Come on, um, McDonald's. Be better. <laughs> Uh, and then last but not least, we got a two-pack, uh, which will include the Fry Guys. Yeah, I didn't know who the hell these guys were. <laughs> we're gonna get so much shit for only knowing three of these characters, barely. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I feel like there was a fourth one that they ha- didn't make yeah, a figure it was, of, but I don't know yeah, who. It was the, yeah, it was, uh, it was like the girl, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay, I gotta look up her Shit, name. What really was her quickly. name? 
One second. I gotta know her name. Okay, good. I'm not the only one that thought this. <laughs> yeah, I, when I saw like the list, I was just like, who the hell are all these other characters? Like, the Fry Guys? Like, what the Birdie shit is the <laughs> Birdie the Early Bird. That was her name. The hell? <laughs> that, yeah, that was her name. That's weird. Like, let me, let me, do, I, dude, this, like, picture from, wow, these are really scary. Oh, okay, this reminds me, do you remember, like, the talking, like, mini hamburgers that they had? Talking mini hamburgers? Yeah. Uh, like, the little talking really. hamburger, oh, okay, well, maybe that's just me. I swear that, that was a, yeah, okay, yeah, it's Birdie. Is that what Officer Mac was? <laughs> No, uh, no, they used to, they used to be, like, in a treasure chest, and they were just, like, you know, like, little, like, they actually looked like a hamburger, but they just had eyes on them. Uh, I pointed to my forehead instead of pointing to my eyeballs. (laughs) I'm so dumb. Oh, jeez, good thing we don't record this. (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, alright, so, that is... That's it for those McDonald's pops. Uh, I don't know if they're coming out with any more after these, because I mean, I think there are a couple more characters that they can do. Um, but anyway, moving on from those. Next <laughs> up, we got a new Office pop coming out, and I'm so excited that they finally made this one. Uh, it's Angela holding her cat Sprinkles. And honestly, this makes me sad because now I'm remembering the episode of when something horrible happens to Sprinkles. What? What happened to Sprinkles? Uh, basically, um, do you really want me to spoil it for you? Dude, I don't care. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think this is how it goes. Dwight literally puts the cat out of its misery and then puts the cat in the freezer to um what's the word like uh preserve the body <laughs> and yeah i don't oh, think angela has great. still i don't think angela's still forgiven him yet still hasn't forgiven him yet and i'm on the last season so oh shit <laughs> You just think it's funny because you hate cats, uh, right? Yeah, I do. You're such cats a are the dick. devil. No, they're angels. My Alexander is an angel. Yeah, angels from hell. Hey, you haven't even met Alexander, so... Suck my nipple. I don't know. What the... F- Pretend I know. Fud, did you just say to me... <laughs> I don't know. Pretend I never said that. I don't know if I can. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can. No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, that's that's worse than kiss my ass? Yeah. That is significantly (laughs) more worse than kiss my ass. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Uh, all right. Moving on before Caleb thinks I'm more weirder than I already am. I don't but... know if that's possible anymore. 
Uh, dude, these past few weeks, I've had issues trying to figure out what would be fun to use for the promo. I have no issues. What I'm, Shit, I have no, no qualms <laughs> with what I'm going to do this week. Freaking hate you. <laughs> Shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, next time think before you speak. <laughs> I you know what? I did think. I stuttered and then I'm like, you know what? I think this is gonna be funny and now I regret it so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, just move on. <laughs> Alright, uh last but certainly not least, uh and this is actually already available, so if you guys wanna go check it out on Hot Topics website we got an exclusive spider-man metallic pop and this is what this was his first appearance right yeah okay so yeah uh that is already available on uh, the website so if you want to go check it out you guys definitely should um so that is it with adventures and hunting moving on to this week's sneak peeks we got our first, and I don't know if it's going to be the only trailer, uh, but we got a, a trailer for Tom Hardy's new film, Capone. And this, do you know when this movie's coming out, Caleb? That I don't know. Yeah, let me check it out. I don't know if they gave a, a release date. But I have a feeling that this movie's going to do really well in the box office. If it's like the first one that comes out after the quarantine's over, I don't know because I don't know how long it's going to take people to trust going to the movies again. That's the thing. True. Uh, it comes out May twelfth. May twelfth. Ooh, that's kind of early. Yeah. So, I don't know. I is it being? Is it going into theaters or is it just being put on demand? I gotta look this up. Uh, no, it says it's it is scheduled to be released on May twelfth, two thousand twenty, by Vertical Entertainment. Hmm. Interesting. Well, anyway, just kind of hmm. getting into this trailer a little bit. Um, the movie's supposed to be focusing on Al Capone's life before his death so i guess it was showing like he was showing signs of like dementia or something yeah they i just ate my mic um yeah they did bring that up in the trailer yeah so he's showing signs of that he's just kind of doing some crazy shit i'm pretty sure he's faking it though good old al capone yeah I I don't actually know a whole lot about Al Capone. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I know jack shit. Yeah, but this is definitely a movie I'm going to go see, just because I freaking love Tom Hardy. So, um, actually, I just found out it is only being released to video on demand on May 12th. Ah, uh, okay. That makes a little bit more yeah. sense then. Yeah. Definitely one I'm so, going to check out, though. You going to rent it for 20 bucks? <laughs> yeah. Spe- speaking of running, okay, just really quickly, uh, with Scoob, you know how I told you uh, Warner Brothers is moving it to on demand now? Yeah. So it's going to be $20 to rent and $25 to buy. Are you see- I only have to pay $5 more to buy it. Huh. I- 
Like, shouldn't it be 15 to rent and then 25 to buy? I'd say, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense than five bucks. Yeah. Because, like, what if I wanted to, like, dude, that would be a great option, though. Like, think about, like, think about this. If now this starts a whole thing where we can get the movies we want, like, instantly. So we pay a certain amount of money. So let's say you want, like, with Scoop, for example. So let's say you paid, like, the $20 to rent it. And then you enjoy it enough, and then they give you an option to pay the five extra dollars to buy it. See, that would be good. That would be a really good idea. Right? That would be very smart. I doubt that's what they'll do. Yeah. I highly doubt that's what they would do, because I feel like they're just like, oh, no, if you liked it that much, you're going to buy it. Yeah. We're okay if you spend $45 on our movie. It's all good. Yeah, or at least have that be an option, like, after, maybe immediately after renting. Yeah, like, you only have, like, 24 hours to make your decision. Yeah, that would be perfect. Like, once the, once you're done watching it, or, like, once you're done, yeah, once you're done watching it, then it gives you a little option at the end, being, like, five extra dollars to own it. Be like, yeah. (laughs) But... Digital, screw digital, physical is where it's at. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Don't you say that. I mean, I can travel anywhere I want and watch every single movie that I own now. So, that's pretty great. You would have to travel with a disc that risks it getting scratched or dented or any of that other shit. I'm virtually flipping you off right now. I just want you to know that. (laughs) but the pricing the pricing is not good um if it's 25 dollars to buy versus 20 dollars to rent i think a lot of people are just going to be like well let's just bite the bullet and hope it's good yeah seriously and if it's not we're out five bucks and now we we actually own it yeah so I think it should they should definitely even like try and consider that where it's like maybe not even do like 20 to rent I feel is fair for a movie yeah. that is brand new. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think they should up the buy price. So maybe so to like 30 30 35. Yeah, considering 4K is like 35 and they honestly could probably get away with doing 35. Not saying I would pay that. I'm just saying they could get away with that. Yeah. But that would be that would make the whole rent and buy thing a lot more a lot better where it's like, "Hey, you paid $20 to rent. Do you want to spend this extra money after you've finished watching this movie to purchase it?" So like an extra 10 or $15. That would almost be worth it to me to try out a movie. Yeah, it really would. So, I mean, things to consider, people. Yep. 
So, so sorry, we got away from Capone. Is, is there is there anything else you'd like to say about this movie, Caleb, or this trailer? Um, the only thing I gotta say is Tom Hardy does a lot of these gangster type movies. Yeah, like, I mean it's it's a credit to his work because he's really good in all of them. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm not saying he's not. Um, like, I was, I, th- I think it was a couple weeks ago, I watched Legend, which he plays twin brothers. Oh, shit. And, so, and they're kind of like, they're gangsters, more or less. Um, and they make it like references to Al Capone. And, like, they're just like, oh, I'm not like Al... Like, they just say something along those lines of, oh, I'm not like Al Capone or blah, blah, blah. Um, And then I watched... like you eventually will be. Yeah, and then... What was the other movie I watched? Lawless. uh, With Shia LaBeouf. How is that movie? That one's pretty good, too. Okay, I've been wanting to check that one out for quite a while now. But yeah, that one's really cool. It's because it follows these brothers, and it's they say that they kind of start to fall for their like the own their own myths, which I think is just great. <laughs> like, that is pretty great. Like this town has like these legends about them, and like all the crazy stuff that they've gotten out of and are able to do, and it shows that like they're even able to do it. Like. Ugh. There's a part in it that I want to talk about, but it's, it's it doesn't spoil anything. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. So spoiler alert for everyone except you. <laughs> um, My so there's a scene. Yeah, so there's a scene where Tom Hardy's gets attacked by these guys and is... They like they cut his throat a little bit, yeah. And so he, and then it shows him in the hospital, and then the doctors are saying like, "Oh yeah, your brother's freaking crazy." Like he, he walked all the way over here, and so the whole town was spreading this thing, being like, "Oh, did you hear about this brother? He walked all the way to the hospital after getting his, like his head was practically falling off, and he was able to walk to the hospital and." Like, just this craziness. Like, just these crazy stories. And then it, fi- like, comes to find out that someone walked him there or drove him to the hospital and kind of left him at the door of the hospital. Damn. And so when they go and tell him that, like, tell the brother that, he's just like, what? I thought I walked. <laughs> oh and they're gosh. like, you're freaking delusional believing you're, like, these legends are these own myths about yourself <laughs> but it, it's it's a g- really good movie and they also make a reference to al capone in that <laughs> that's funny so it's just kind of like i feel like his whole like part of his career has just been leading him to <laughs> playing al capone oh <laughs> <laughs> well. All right, so uh, after that, uh, moving on to uh, what's in the box. Um, So there was only one movie theater 
that counted for uh, the weekend box office this past weekend. And some other uh, <clears throat> theaters uh, around the uh, around the U.S. are showing like are are doing like drive-in movie theaters and showing older movies. This is the only one that's actually showing newer releases. Because uh, Water Gardens here in Utah, close to where Caleb and I live, uh, they're showing, like, what have they been showing? Like, a lot of old DreamWorks movies. They've been showing some James Bond. They showed uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, stuff like that. So, nothing new. Oh, that would have been so cool. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, I think they showed uh, Into the Spider-Verse the first week that they did it. I'm going to have to go and look at see and see what they're showing and just kind of make a date night of it. Do it. Um, I mean, so I have to do that at least once in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, no, dude, completely agree. Um, so there, uh, so what is this? Tri- what, um, so the theater is the, called the Ocala drive-in. Oca- Okay, sorry. It's it's called the Ocala Drive-In, and it's located in Ocala, Florida. Um, and according, oh my gosh, according to journalist Gitesh Pandya, um, their total box office gross for the weekend was thirty-three thousand dollars and, oh my gosh, thirty-three thousand four hundred and fifty-six dollars. That's not bad. No, it's not. Um, I mean. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know how much uh, movie theaters typically make. I don't either. Um, well, so according to them, they say they charge uh, $6 ticket prices. So Not bad. Yeah, it's not. And then Is I that guess per the... car or per person? Uh, I don't know. I, maybe per person? Cause I think it's per person. Cause Water Gardens is charging uh twenty bucks per car right now. Twenty? Yeah, twenty bucks a car. Uh, ten dollars on Tuesdays. <laughs> I, I I'm impressed. That's that's a damn good idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, shit. So. All right then. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do, I I really want to go to uh, what Water Gardens is doing before they uh, close it down and all this is over. Because they just yeah, added a second make... screen. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So now it's hang one's hanging off the building, and then one's to the right of the parking lot. Yeah, I want to. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go and on their website after and see what movies they're showing this week. Do it. Or maybe next week, even. Yeah, you gonna I go think that'd like be really cool. You thinking maybe going on a Tuesday or or just any uh, day of the week? Maybe just any day of the week. I think mm-hmm. just the experience of it is worth the twenty dollars. It honestly is. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, so I'll probably do that. Hell yeah. Um. All right. What do you say we? jump into our main event of the evening i say let's do it sweet time for the main event it's main event time let's play game 
Alright, so, before we jump into our main event of the evening, uh, we got a couple answers from our bros. We posted a uh, question this week, and Caleb, do you have those answers pulled up? Yes, I do. So, the question of the week, because I couldn't... I didn't know what this movie was about, so um, I didn't know what Parasite was about, but I did ask that question kind of related a little bit. Um, I just asked what everyone's uh, favorite Oscar winning movie was. Okay. Um, So, yeah. So we got a couple answers uh, from Twitter. Uh, the first one comes from our friend over at Victims and Villains, uh, that podcast, and they're at Victims and Villains. Uh, he said recently Spotlight. I still have not checked that out yet, and I've heard it's so I haven't good. either. Yeah, that's what he was saying. It, he says it's one that he recommends highly to everyone. So might have to do a breakdown in the future then of it. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely one that that'd be really cool to try and get him on to do a breakdown of spotlight. Yeah. That would be awesome. So what do you say, victims and villains, you down? Yeah, hit us <laughs> up, man. Hell yeah. Um our second and last response comes to us from cinematic blind spots at cinematic b spots uh he said well yeah well the silence of the lambs is my favorite movie of all time and it did sweep the oscars as they say so yeah that that's a fantastic movie i love that movie that movie is really good like super super good um yeah it's great i haven't seen that one in a while i kind of want to go back and watch it <laughs> yeah i i can't remember if i actually own it i think i do but i gotta go back and look but yeah uh so those are our two responses um if you want to answer our future questions of the week uh, be sure to follow us on all social media. Just search at the All Bros, and there should be yeah. a link in the uh, in our description. So, with that, let's get into our breakdown. Let's do it. So, um, if you're not, if you're new, sorry, uh, if you're new to our breakdowns, uh, literally, we spoil the whole damn movie. Uh, we read a whole synopsis for it, so if you haven't seen Parasite, uh, maybe don't watch this, uh, or listen to this. Uh, go listen to another episode right now. No, no, um, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go watch kidding. the movie and then come back. There, okay, It there is available go, yeah. on Hulu. Yep. And I need to buy it now, because what a movie. Um, so good. Yes. All right, uh, Caleb, would you like to run them through uh, our categories that we grade our movies on? Hell yes. So, 
If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split the movie into eight different categories. Uh, story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then just give it our own personal grade, which we add everything up and come to our average score, and that score gives us our grade for the movie, the All Bros grade for this movie. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so, so we grade each individual category, and then it comes to the final. I need to write something up that's, like, official, so I don't freaking just repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, considering both of us said if you're new to our breakdowns. Yeah, no shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's start getting into the story. And like Rose said, spoilers ahead. Yes, so I'm going to spoil the whole damn movie for you in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Kim family, and I apologize that I'm going to yeah, I thought you butcher. were going to do the whole every, everybody dies again. No, no, I'm changing it up here. Changing it up. I'm not going to be a cliche. I was like, every time you do the whole five, I'm like, he's just going to say everybody dies. And you didn't. Yep. So, good on you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so, I was going to say right now, I'm going to butcher these names, and I apologize. But, yeah, here we go. So, Caleb, don't laugh. I'll try not to. You're an ass. I'd love to see you say these better. All right, so... We'll we'll see. Yeah. So, the Kim family, father Ki-tok, mother Chung-suk, daughter Ki-jong, and son Ki-woo live in a small semi-basement apartment, um, and they have low-paying temporary jobs as pizza box holders and struggle to make ends meet. University student Min Yahuk, a friend of Kiwu's, gives the family a, sco- a scholar's rock meant to pr- promise wealth. Leaving to study abroad, he suggests that Kiwu take over his job as an English tutor for the daughter of the wealthy Park family, though Kiwu is initially hesitant. Kijung forges a diploma from the Yonsei University for Kiwu to help him get hired. Upon arrival, Miss Park hires him and decides they will call him Kevin. All right, do you have anything to add thus far? Uh, just right now. Uh, what what was his name? Min. The Which friend. Like, uh, what was his name? Uh, Min Hyuk. Min Hyuk. Yeah, Min Hook. Yeah, I have the IMDb. Like I said, I'm gonna up, butcher the shit out of these. Yeah, I. Shit, I have. Yeah, I have the freaking list pulled up, or the IMDb. Um. So yeah, Min made a really bad call. Uh, letting Truly. his friend <laughs> freaking. Do or take over his job because he wanted to date Dude, that seriously, one when chick. He s- when he started fall, when uh, Kevin started falling for, him, I'm like, "Dude, bro code, bro code." Yeah, no joke. Dude, the second he was just like, "Yeah, I love her, man." I'm just like, 
dude, you realize that you just ruined this for yourself, right? <laughs> anyway. Oh. Yeah, but that's all, all right. So the Kim family. Okay. Uh, the Kim family infiltrates the lives of the parks by recommending each other's services. The, it was very interesting seeing how they came up with each other's stories and like fake names. It was a diabolical family. Dude, it is. And you can kind of see why they called this movie Parasite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, crazy. It's, like, it's, they it's work perfectly. their way into this family and kind of just destroyed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is That's exactly what, what a freaking so parasite does, so it's kind of like right on the nose, yeah. but yep. in a really clever way. <laughs> so, posing as unrelated and highly qualified workers, Ki-woo tutors and begins a romance with the park's daughter, Da-hai, da Ki-jung poses as Jessica, an art therapist, uh, to the park's hyperactive son, Da-song. Ki-jung frames Mr. Park's chauffeur as having had sex in the car by leaving her underwear beneath the passenger seat for Mr. Park to discover. You know, for a second, I don't know why, but I'm just like, oh, damn, is he getting lucky tonight? But no. <laughs> Dude, that is seriously what I thought too. I was just like, "Wait, she just said no. Why the hell is she?" And then when they explained what the plan was, and that was like a perfectly executed plan. Seriously, like, it was so simple and so elegant. <laughs> like it was just the kind credit of credit like, to her work. Yeah, like seriously, like she, it, Oh my goodness. Like I can't get over this part of the plan. The one that like was a bit of a stretch for me was when they tried to get the housekeeper fired. Um Yeah. Yeah, but fair. getting the driver fired was freaking a stroke of genius. Yeah. Like uh, it was just like th- she didn't even do anything. She just took off her her panties dropped them in the car kind of hit them a little bit and then let yeah. them come to their own conclusions about everything yep and it was just oh it was like, insane <laughs> that is the one that just like boggles my mind <laughs> uh all right so yeah Kijong frames Mr. Park chauffeur as having had sex in the car by leaving her underwear beneath the passenger seat for Mr. Park to discover, and Kitok is hired to replace him. Finally, Chung Suk takes over as the park's housekeeper after the Kims exploit the severe peach allergy of the longtime housekeeper, Moon Guang, and convince Miss Park that she has tuberculosis. Yeah, that whole like peach thing, I'm like, oh, okay. That, uh, like, I I honestly had no idea that just, like, the skin of a peach could do that much to you. I mean, like I I don't have any flakes. allergies. I, I could mean, see you. I don't either. Nope. Uh-uh. I don't have any either. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I guess I could see it. Hmm. All right. So, when the parks leave on a camping trip for DeSong's birthday, the Kims revel in the luxuries of the park residence. Moon Guang suddenly returns, telling Chung Suk 
she has left something in the house's basement and reveals the hidden entrance to an underground bunker created by the house's architect and previous owner. Moon Guang's husband, Jun Se, has been secretly living underneath the home for years, hiding from lone sharks after his Taiwanese bakery failed and left him in huge debt. Chung Suk refuses Moon Guang's pleas to help Gun Se remain in the bunker, but the eavesdropping Kims accidentally reveal their secret to Moon Guang, who threatens to report, report them to the parks. A severe rainstorm brings the parks home early, and the Kims scramble to clean up the home before the parks return, while a brawl breaks out between Moon Guang, Jun Se, and the Kims. The Kims trap Gun Se and mortally wounded Moon Guang in the bunker, and Kitek sees Guan Se sending a fruitless message in Morse code using the home's lights. Mrs. Parks, Mrs. Park reveals to Chung Suk that DeSong had a seizure inducing traumatic experience on a previous birthday when he saw a ghost. Actually, Gwen Se emerging from the basement. Okay, when they showed like the image of him come from the basement, that scared the shit out of me. Those freaking eyes were terrifying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, and then like, when they like, for the yeah, he had a seizure and like fainted, I'd be like, uh yeah. <laughs> I'd pass the hell out too. I would too. <laughs> my eyes would roll to the back of my head too. Yeah, but dude, uh. it's just I thought that they were recreating like I had to rewind that part because I thought that they were just recreating the scene like the what the son experienced and like what the like like I said what the son experienced and so I thought that they were doing the ghost and everything like kind of just showing what the son saw or what he thought he saw and then when yeah. like I played it back, I then I realized that they were actually using the guy from the basement. And I'm just like, that's freaking genius. Yeah, it is. But holy shit, that is nightmare inducing um, sh- craziness right there. I also want to talk about the uh, talk about the part where um, so when the Kims arrive and they ask uh, um, the uh, I'm I'm gonna say Mrs. Kim because I'm not gonna even try to p- pronounce. <laughs> Isn't that their last name, Kim? Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Kim. I'll just call her that. Um, when they ask her to, you know, like make the certain dish, and then the the old the uh the previous uh maid comes running up the stairs and she just freaking drop kicks her back into the basement. She nails her head. Dude, it wasn't even a freaking It's like damn. It wasn't even a freaking drop kick. It was a donkey kick. Okay. She true. just got in front of the freaking door <laughs> and just true. like kicked backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dude, honestly, after that, for how hard she hit her head, I'm like, okay, there is no freaking way that she survived that. Dude, straight up. Like, when the dad... She is, or, Dude, she's bleeding the hell out. Yeah. So when... Yeah. I mean, we'll just... With the parents, we'll just do Mr. Kim, and then with the rich family, we'll just do Mr. and Mrs. Park. Okay, so but yeah, when Mr. Kim went and grabbed her... I was just like, she's dead, bro. <laughs> and then, like, he pulls <laughs> yeah, her dude, into seriously. the doorway and then, like, does the, f- f- like, feeling. And sh- he's just like, oh, thank goodness. I'm just like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> she fell down a shit ton of stairs. She is old as balls. She's dead. 
<laughs> Seriously, she hit her head so freaking hard. So hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, that was just insane. Dude, all of the uh. stuff where someone physically got hurt was rough. <laughs> and Seriously. It's just kind of like... Like, I, no, you would not survive that. <laughs> yeah, this movie is pretty gruesome. Like, you can definitely understand why it's rated R. Yeah, like, when the old housekeeper... Hell, I thought she was going to die when they found the door. Like, cause so she's kind of pushing herself up against the cabinet, and then pushing herself against the wall, and kind of pushing... Yeah. That was hilarious, when... When she was like doing that, and then the mom was just like, "Oh my gosh!" and then sees something that's like jamming the cabinet, so she freaking yoinks that out, and the old housekeeper freaking eats it like hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it, oh my gosh, uh. it's, just, it's insane! <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh. Uh. So yeah, so Miss Park says that uh, ever since this this predicament, uh, they've celebrated DeSong's birthday outside the house. Uh, so the Kims escape the Parks' house unseen, but not before hearing Mister Parks' offhanded comment that Kitok, despite being a good employee, smells bad. Returning home to find their apartment completely flooded by the storm, the Kims are forced to sleep in a gymnasium with other displaced people. The next day, Mrs. Park hosts a house party for the DeSong, for DeSong's birthday with the Kim family in attendance. Kiwu enters the bunker with the Scholar's Rock to face Jinsu. Finding Moonguang dead, he is attacked by Jinsu, who bludgeons him with the rock and escapes. Seeking to avenge Moonguang, Jungse stabs Kijong with a kitchen knife in front of the horrified guests. DeSong suffers another seizure upon seeing Junse and a struggle breaks out until Chung-suk fatally impales Jung-se with, with a barbecue skewer. While Kituk uh, tends to a severely bleeding Kujong, Mr. Park orders him to drive to Song to the hospital. In the chaos, Kituk, upon seeing Mr. Park's disgusted reaction to Jung-se's smell, takes the knife and kills Mr. Park before fleeing the scene. Weeks later, Ki-woo wakes up after brain surgery. Okay. Really quickly, I'm calling bullshit. There is no way that this kid survived being hit in the head twice by a freaking rock. Hard as hell. He was bleeding out so bad. He lost so much yeah, blood. Yeah, a big ass freaking rock at that. <laughs> yeah, there, mm, there. I'm sorry, there's just like some things in this movie that I'm like, bullshit. There is no way they survived that. No freaking way. Dude, there's so much in that. Like, just, that's the only thing that pulled me out of the movie, was how, like, the, the violent aspects. It's just like, no, you'd be freaking dead. Like, yeah. Like, same, yeah, when same. freaking Kevin got freaking bushwhacked in the head with the rock, I'm like, oh, he's dead. And then, again, yep. when he freaking took the rock again and, and then, bushwhacked it, him. I'm like, yeah, like, and then just overkill, dude. <laughs> Guess not. Yeah, and then, 
and then a scene later when uh everything's going frantic at the party, you see uh the uh the park's uh, daughter carrying him out on her shoulders. I'm like, no, there's bullshit. No, there's no way he survived that. Yeah, and then even past that, when Jessica got stabbed, I feel like that would have been instant death. It would have. Maybe not distant, yeah, that, but, that like, was... she would have died. Yeah. It wouldn't have taken as long no, as it did. No, it would have been close to, like, a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, the violence in this was just maybe too much. Not too much. The violence was fine. It's just the survivability of everything. Yeah. Like, I would have possibly believed Kevin getting bushwhacked in the head twice with a rock had there not been so much blood. Yes. I Yeah, I, I can completely agree with that. Yeah, and if it wasn't something where the guy was holding it, maybe he threw the rock, I would have believed that. And then maybe the second... Well, didn't he throw it at first? No, so the first time he like, wasn't hit the... him over the head with it and then the second time uh, yeah. he was passed out on the ground and then threw it back he down on his head it. again yeah yeah that's what it was yeah and then Ugh. the other thing that kind of confused me is why um that guy stabbed or why Mr. Kim stabbed Mr. Park um they kind of point out that, uh, um, you know, I think for, like, the situation he's been living in for so many years, and the fact that someone is going to point out that he smells, I think that just finally got to him, and that I think he just finally snapped. He's like, you know what, I'm tired of taking this shit. I'm done. Yeah. I I can see that. Um, it's still, I feel it was a stretch. Just upset because he smells? No, 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 that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, something Mr. Park said a lot is that he didn't like when his employees crossed the line. Yeah, what the hell was the line? Yeah, right? And he, like, like, it's so weird. Like, with the reason he fired his driver wasn't because that he was having sex in his car. It's because he was having sex in the back seat of his car. Or he thought, he thought. So I thought, guess the front thought. seat's okay. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, of course he had to have sex where I sit. Yeah, he's like, that crosses the line. And then he was talking about Mr. It's like, so if he did in the trunk, it's yeah, okay. Then he, when he was talking about Mr. Kim, he's just like, yeah, Mr. Kim, it always seems like he's there's a like a he's going to cross the line, but he never does. And then they're like, but his smell, his smell crosses the line. I'm like, what's your line? <laughs> what the hell is your line? Tell me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the way that they started to introduce the whole smell thing was really weird. How did they first introduce it? I forgot. So it was with the park's son. He's just like he came, like he ran up and smelled Mr. Kim, oh, yeah. ran over and smelled Mrs. Kim. And then he's just like, they smell the same and then ran off. It's like, okay, we use the same body wash. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Is that is that really out of the ordinary? 
yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, uh, to you. <laughs> we're just using mind your own business. Yeah, we're just using the detergent that's cheapest, and it just happens to be the same. Not that uncommon. Yeah, like so, y- yeah. Like, why would that even be? It wouldn't even be weird. It's just kind of like, cool. Me and this guy use the same. Like we use Tide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We both like the smell. Sue us. Yeah, like it's not uncommon for people to be using the same detergent. So. No, no, it's not. Not at all. I liked how that was a discussion with the Kim family, though. Where they're like, "Do we need to start using different yeah, detergent? Right. Do we need <laughs> washing with different soaps?" And the mom's just like really forelodged. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so Ki Woo and Chung Suk are convicted of fraud and put on probation. Ki Jung, Ki Jung has died from her injury, and Ki Tuk, wanted for Mr. Park's murder, has vanished. Jung Se's motives for the attack are a mystery to the public. Ki Woo watches the Park's home, which has been sold to a German family unaware of its history. He sees a message in Morse code from the flickering, flickering lights, and it turns out to be from his dad, Kituk, who escaped into the bunker and now survives by scavenging from the new homeowners and flicks the light every day, hoping Kiwu will see it one day. Still living in the Banjiwa with his mother, Kiwu writes a letter to Kituk, vowing to earn enough money to one day purchase the house and free his father. That was so sad. It really was. Just like the fact that like they actually like show what it could be in the future and you like you, you see the dad walking out of the bunker and going to hug his son and then it cuts back to real life. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, dude, what broke my heart was when they did that and showed I was more like just sitting there being like, Why the hell? Like, that seemed really fast. Yeah, dude, I thought the same thing. Like, this is kind of... So this story does have a happen. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, there's no way. And then when he wrote, and he's just like, yeah, like, one day, one day, one day. And then at the end of his letter, he writes to his dad so long. And I'm like, oh. And then he's, like, back in his, like, piece of shit house. (laughs) It's just, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's oh, it but rough. Holy shit, this was a good movie though. So good, so good. Uh, um, yeah, th- like it was a really, really solid story. It really was like I don't know if I really have any problems with the story. It, honestly, like the biggest problems I have are the um like the actual like bloody parts and I'm just like like you pointed out there's no way in hell you're surviving that yeah, shit. And I think that's more of an effects docking. Yeah, that true. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so <sighs> like I'm on I'm at I'm in the I'm at like a 95. Yeah, it was a really solid story. The way the way that they were able to basically infiltrate this family, the the ways that they did this were really creative. 
And they really were. Like, it would also... It, it even made sense, too. Like, yeah, this this tutor for this girl is leaving once his... Or doesn't want anyone else to kind of, like, take her. So he gets his best friend to basically take the job. And... Yeah, his best friend take or his best friend takes the job is getting like a shit ton of money from this rich family. And then when the mo- like when he sees the opportunity for his for another family member to come in, he freaking jumps on it. Yeah. What I didn't get is why they just didn't try to just admit that they were a family. Or is that just like would that just be like nepotism stuff? That's probably like frowned upon. That like, uh, you know, like if if you li- I don't know. I feel like since they come that far, if they lied at this point, they're gonna be like, well, that's just they're gonna get fired. Fair. I guess it's more like if more covering their ass because it's just like okay, if I fire one yeah. of them, I have to fire all of them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I can definitely see that. Um, But yeah, just the way that they went about that was perfect. It's just the mom wanting or talking about her son and all this stuff with his art and being like, oh, isn't his art great? Like, I want him to see get into like this art stuff. And then he's like, oh, I know an artist. But then I love how uh, the the son's sister is just like, you know, he's faking it, right? He's just being a little shit and trying to get all the attention. I'm like, all right, I can see you and your brother do not get along so well. Yeah, she was snobby. She, I did not. Like I her. didn't either. Like she was. I, re- I mean, we'll get into it, but she was one of the weaker parts of this movie. Yeah, completely agree. Um. But yeah, um, yeah, and then when they saw the opportunity to get into their dad into the driving position, and then their mom into the housekeeping position, like I'll, I'll admit the like I said the uh, the way that they got with the mom the housekeeping job was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but it, it still worked. Yeah, for it the still story. worked. So I'm going. I have to dock for that. Just because, okay, I'm being picky. <laughs> um, uh, is it because this movie won over Joker? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like after some deep reflection, because I texted you and I was just like, "This or Joker still should have won." After some reflection, I think it should have gone to 1917. <laughs> Dude, I thought the same thing. Yeah, like, 1917 was just amazing. But this movie was amazing, too, so I, I'm i honestly glad that it won for Best Picture. Yeah, it, it was. it's a good one. I think, it like, the way that I would have personally ordered it, and like I said, after some reflection, because <laughs> I was just like, Joker still should have. <laughs> no, um... It should have gone 1917, then Parasite, then Joker. 
but by some very, very thin margins. Okay. So, if I'm being a picky asshole, I'm still gonna I'm gonna go like nine always are three. So we can meet in the middle at ninety four. Sounds good to me. All right. Next up, we got writing. Extremely solid. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Uh, this movie's really hard like, to watch with a baby. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. So I had a, a bit, like a f- quite a few scenes where I had to like rewind. <laughs> I even had to do that because um, I don't know why they were like speak. I think it was only for like two scenes, but for some reason, my brain was able wasn't able to. Um, what's the word? Connect, not connect. I don't know, but there were like two scenes where I had to rewind it because they were speaking way too damn fast, <laughs> and the uh, subtitles were moving too fast for me. Uh, like, whoa, slow down there. Yeah, I feel you there. Um, one scene where that happened a few times for me was when Jessica, the Kim's daughter, was asking what happened to the Park's son in first grade, and she like flipped out. I was just oh, like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, like what the hell happened? Okay, speaking of uh Jessica, I want to point out two scenes that were just like kind of funny with her. Or not really not well not funny, but when she's getting interviewed by Mrs. Parks and she she is like kind of like snotty to her. She's just like, "Oh, I won't allow um parents to be uh, with us during the lesson, and then the mom's just like, "Yeah, but it's the first lesson." She's like, "I don't care. You're not going to be in there. I need just him and I." I'm like, "Well, jeez, yeah." And you never and then, see uh, her when... lessons, <laughs> or the lessons. Well, you see w- one. Not of. really. Like they come down to the table, but when they're upstairs, you never well, see the one... their lessons together. All right, fair. But then the other one was when uh, her mom is, you know, made the housekeeper and she brings in some stuff. <laughs> the fact that she's just like, next time, knock. Like some shit. I'm like, um, I know we're, you know, like playing roles here, but um, you don't talk to your mom like yeah, that. No shit, right? <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> uh,. The writing was super solid. It kept me really engaged in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I was fully invested from the start with this movie. Yeah, like, this was... So, this was my first foreign film. So, this is, like, all in Korean. Same. And this kind of makes me want to watch more foreign stuff. Dude, I'm the same way. I I want to watch a lot more uh, by from the uh, director... Yeah, same here. But uh, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, uh, he worked on one of my other favorite films, uh, Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, that one was really good. Oh, dude, he worked on uh, he worked on Okja. I heard that's a really good movie. Ooh. Yeah, he directed that. Ooh. Because I know they used to be on... I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I don't think it is. Oh, shit, it is. Oh, yeah, because it's a Netflix original. Noise. Dude, okay, I am I might be watching that this week. 
Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, his his writing's really solid. I had very little issues. Yeah, the only issues I though. had with it were with the park daughter. Like hers felt super Fair. just like typical teenage bullshit. <laughs> and I feel like you could have done a like a lot with her. Added some like depth. But the actress did a great job. Yeah, like though. I thought that they were gonna take uh her character somewhere with because of how sneaky she was and like how like she it she, like her parents kind of underestimated how much she knew that's and true i feel like they, they could did. have gone to some really good, cool places with her but with like just her writing it was just the typical teenage bullshit like i was i thought she was going to have a little bit more we- depth to her because she knew all the secret stuff can we get a parasite spinoff? <laughs> even though even though she died? No, not Jessica, the uh Park's daughter. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Jessica. I'm sorry. No, uh Oh yeah. yeah oh, she dude. I I don't really have anything good to say about her character. I don't either. She was definitely the weak link. I think the only reason they I threw... mean the actress did fine. Yeah. I think the only reason they threw her in was because they wanted to do the contrast between the Parks family, which was mom, dad, son, or daughter, son. And it was the same situation yeah. that the Kims had. Yeah. So it's just true. that that side-by-side comparison. Which, it was pr- pretty equal. Like, if you think about it... um. The park's son, I, what's his name? Das Dai Song. Uh, Kiwu. Wait, oh. The, oh, the park's son. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Da Song. Uh, yeah, D- yeah, Da Song. Uh, he was a scout, so he understood Morse code. But so did Kevin. And I'm using yep, their English names, just so everyone knows. His name's not, like, really Kevin. It's, oh, shit, what's his name? Kiwu. Yeah. So, that was, uh... I'm trying to get better pronouncing these names. I, I know I'm not doing that good, but... <laughs> yeah, it, there, there are some tough ones. Like, and if we do any more foreign films, this is probably going to be a, a, a struggle. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so... With writing... I'm going. I wanted. I'm going to have to dock for the daughter. The high. Uh, yeah, the high. Okay, that that's fair. I can understand that. Yeah, so I'm docking for her because I feel that they could have done a lot more with her character, uh, because of like the sneakiness that she had, the because she was listening in on conversations and then acting like she wasn't, which. True. And then they gave her like these these bullshit freaking teenage whiny lines. So <laughs> yeah, I'm docking for her Day uh, Song, so the park son was he was okay. I think I think he he was just kind of like a typical kid. I think the writing was pretty good for him. 
what what typical little kid lost in his own but world. You gotta think about this. He also like brought up the whole smell for some reason, and that kind of led nowhere. I think you could have brought the whole smell thing up without bringing. Like I think that's one thing that they could have left out, and you would have been fine. Like fair, you still could have had Mister um, Park still say something about Mister Kim's smell. Because yeah. I think that that would have just been something that just comes up naturally. It's just like, oh, yeah, this he's a great employee, but oh my gosh, he smells so bad. And I feel like that still could have hit him. It's just they brought it up earlier with the sun, and that was a little bit unnecessary. I mean, I'm I'm being a hard yeah. ass with yeah. this movie. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Jeez. You have seen the score of this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, right? No, what's that? A 99%. 99 Holy shit. The audience score is very close, too, though. The audience score is... Come on, computer. Come on, computer. Uh, 90. 90. That's pretty That's good. Bad. Um, Yeah, well, I'm nitpicking, but it's also not affecting the score that much. Like, okay. if they would have improved... Day Song and the daughter, the park daughter. I feel like I could easily give this a high 90s, but it's with all of those issues, I'm in the lower 90s, so maybe like okay, 92 eh, ish range. I can give you 92, yeah. yeah. Okay, next up, we got acting. So this one's gonna be okay. Yeah, who do we, who do we want to grade? <sighs> I mean, honestly, we could just knock out the entire family. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like, like that bo- idea. Like so, all the Kims and the Parks. Okay, I mean, if like each and do we want to do by each or just like an overall score for the whole family? <sighs> okay. Let's think about this. Do you think that the parents were, like, comparatively, so, like, the park husband and the park wife were pretty equal in their performances? Yeah, I'd say so. And then, like, would you say the same for the Kim uh, father and mother? Yeah. Okay. So What do you think? So maybe we do it as, like, couples. So okay, we'll do so, so mother, four total. So, but we'll do the park, the park mom and dad, the Kim mom and dad, Kevin and Jessica, and then the park kids. Sounds good to me. Cool. Uh, so first, let's start off with the park kids because, like we said, I'm pretty sure those are the weaker link. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be the low score. <laughs> yeah. So what are what are you thinking with them? And like their performance. Um, honestly, I really only liked the song. I, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that. Uh, the high was, she was boring. <laughs> like, duh, I did not like her at all. She, like you said, she was just a typical teenager. Yeah, and they could have gone some good places with her. Yeah, they could have, but oh well. 
Yeah. So what? Where? Where um, are you sitting so, at with them? Uh, I'm like honestly in the seventies. That's about where I was too. What about you? Uh, I'm like seventy-five. That's probably what seventy-five. I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm pr- with the high. I think I'm kind of in, like I'd be in the low, like the higher sixties. So like the like sixty-eight, sixty-nine range. But with the song, I'm in like the mid seventies. So okay. I maybe be. Blah, blah, blah. I might be in like seventy-three. Some one maybe give seventy-four. I can, I can do seventy-three. Or for meet in the middle. I can give you seventy-three. 73. All right. Yeah. So the, the or so the park kids. We are giving a 73. Uh, next, let's do the park parents. Okay. So what did you think of them? Um, I thought they were both really good, honestly. I, You can definitely tell that they really uh, they cared for their children, and they wanted to make sure that they were taken care of. They, I don't know, they... they they definitely tried to make sure that they were doing what's best for their children. Yeah, definitely. Um, that really kind of showed when they fired their driver, not wanting to expose their kids to that kind of lifestyle or what they believed was that driver's lifestyle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, you definitely feel that. I, the thing that was a hard sell was when the, or when Mister Park was talking about, uh, loving his wife. It was kind of odd. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like he's just like, oh, oh, I love her. It's like I think I do. Yeah, no, I love her. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, which is it? <laughs> Or like, how did it go? Yeah, it I was forgot. pretty much like that. He's just like, yeah, I, I think. Okay. <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you, you hesitated. <laughs> I need a firm answer. Yeah, and it's just that was weird because it's just like if if you ask me if I love my wife, it's not going to take me long to be like, yeah, I love my wife. And you're like, yeah, I you better be. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> or like even like be like yeah I love my my kid or or, or whatever like it's it's not going to take me long to answer that like I might feel a little weird about his ask or answering just depending on who's asking me like if I was in that situation I'd probably be like Caleb do you love Brielle and Iris yes <laughs> okay did you feel weird yes. <laughs> Damn like, it. Okay. but okay, yeah, like that's a perfect example. Like, if I if if <laughs> I was being asked that by my driver, if I had a driver, it would feel weird. Like, it's just kind of like you got to think about the boss employee mentality, and you got to think like if yeah. you're the boss being asked by an employee if you love your spouse, it feel kind of odd. But I would also be like, yeah, I do. I might, like, stop and pause for a second, but I'd be like, well, I think so. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't second guess myself. But then you're also kind of like, yeah, but it's none of your damn business, so just get back to doing yeah, your job. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could tell that they genuinely cared for their, their children. Um, I do think that Mrs. Park was the stronger of the two. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, Mr. Park, he felt very monotone at times. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Very one-dimensional in that sense. But, I mean, he did a good job. Um, What are you thinking for them? Um... Just for how good I thought Mrs. Park was, she definitely ups it for me. So, uh, I don't know if I'm either in like the high 80s or low 90s. What are you thinking? I'm in the like the mid 80s because I think Mr. Okay, for me, Mr. Park is like is in the like the 80 range. Um, he was good, okay, but it wasn't like the best. Um, but yeah, yeah, Mrs. Park is definitely like in the higher eighties, lower nineties. So I, if I average that out, I, I'm in the mid eighties. So maybe like eighty five for the two of them. I can give yeah. you that. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we got. Let's do the. Kim children. So Kevin and Jessica. Okay. Um, I loved them both. Especially Jessica. I thought she was fan she was a really good actress. You just like her because you have a crush on her. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, but sh- Emily, I don't mean anything <laughs> by it. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so shut up. Oh shit. <laughs> Okay, so uh, that one's that one's tough because they were both really good. Kevin was definitely this. I feel was the stronger of the two, but even then, it's yeah, I can agree that it's with by that. a hair. Yeah. So I mean, I could see like, myself I'm... giving them both the same score. I'm in. Would you would. Are are you in the nineties? I'm definitely in the nineties. I'm on the lower end, though. I'm the same way. What what about a ninety three? I can do ninety three. That's a really solid score Perfect. for them. I agree. Um. Yeah. Um. Kevin was really good. I think the only time that I feel his acting suffered any was when he was with Dahai. I agree. Yeah, but when... Yeah, just because she's such a bland character. Yeah, but when he wasn't with Dahai, his performance was significantly better. Yeah, when him when he was going off uh, Jessica, it was perfect. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, and Jessica really f- lifted him up. Uh, the only time that I didn't 
really yeah. care for her was when she was interacting with the parks. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so they kind of have that same issue. It's just whenever they're acting with someone that's not quite as good as they are, they kind of (laughs) work off of that, and it brings them down. But when they're working off each other, and they just they kind of just raise themselves up. So I think ninety three is a pretty decent score for them. I completely agree. All right, lastly, what about the Kim parents? I feel the dad is stronger than the mom. I definitely agree with that. Um, by how much, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> um, trying to have a good middle score for them. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, what would you grade the dad? The dad, honestly, he's like a like a ninety five for me. Ninety five, yeah. He was really, really good. Um, the mom, probably. I'm at like maybe like I don't know, like an eighty nine or a ninety. I think I feel like she might have been maybe in the high eighties. Yeah, so maybe like in the 80s. Like 88? Yeah, 87, 88 area. Um, so I think that would put the the two of them in like the lower 90s. So should we do like a 91 or a 92? I mean, I'm I'm happy giving them like a 90, 92. Okay, yeah, let's give them a 92. Yeah, so averaging that out, that comes to an 85.75. Woo! Yeah, that's a pretty decent score. That is. All right. Lastly, or next we got uh, character development. So the... Okay, yeah, who do we want to create on this? So this is one that I was thinking about a lot today. I don't think we should do the parks because I feel like they stay in the same zone. Yeah. So the most. Okay. Can I guess who you think that we should do it? Can I guess? Kiwu? Is that Kevin? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I forgot to use the English name. Sorry. Then Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Kevin. (laughs) He's the only one that actually somewhat gets, uh, Gets redempted. Yeah, you don't really get to see where the mom's arc goes. No. So uh you definitely see Kevin's. So Kevin, it definitely starts out... um, Actually, I don't know if he has, like, such a a great arc. The Kims are not that great of people. No, they're not. (laughs) It's it's not even even that. It's not even that that he's not a, a very good person. It's just his story doesn't like it's it's more like if when I think of an arc, it's just maybe like traveling up a grid and his it's it's more traveling down. Yeah, no, dude, I completely agree. Like, I feel like he (laughs) becomes a worse person. And then has like a a tiny little. They're all spike. just bad people. Like, yeah. Then I, yeah. Then he has like <laughs> when at the bottom, I feel like he has a tiny little spike, 
of goodness. Barely, though. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know where I'm at with him. <laughs> yeah, how the hell do we even grade this? I'm maybe in, like, the mid-80s, maybe low-80s with his arc. How about, what about an 84? I can do 84. Okay, perfect. Let's do an 84. Okay, next up we got effects. And so this is more like the stunt work and, like, special effects which is like the gore and this is where the movie kind of takes a little bit of a dip <laughs> I'll admit though when uh, the uh, previous uh, housekeeper tumbled down the stairs that looked realistic as hell holy shit yeah it did yeah all of that looked super good <sighs> super real too yeah oh my goodness uh I don't know if they did, like, stunt work or anything, but that was, like, amazing what they did. Yeah, it really was. Personally, I th- so, the, I'm, I'm, I have to dock for the unrealistic... The unrealistic... Um... <laughs> injuries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely docking for that. Um, but overall, the, the knife work that they did looked really good. It did. Yeah. It looked extremely realistic. Yeah, And then also with like some of the stunts that they did, um, were insane. Like, I'm trying to think of like what they did. So like what she said with that old housekeeper, uh, tumbling down the stairs, that looked really good. Um, when she freaking took the dive off of the cabinet. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then when Kevin was uh with the stairs and like when he was going down those and then trying to like chase up, but he was like had that thing around his neck, like all that looks solid. Oh yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, I'm in the high 90s. Not the high 90s. I'm in the mid to low 90s for that. I'm at like a, like a 93. I can do 93. Perfect. All right. Next up, we got music. And I don't recall any significant music. Nothing really. Yeah, nothing really struck out to me. Yeah. So I'm thinking like a f- five or six. I mean, some, okay, I'll, go I'll s- give it maybe I can go up to a six because of the use of silence. That, yeah. So I think okay, like I'm, I'm going to round this up to maybe instead of saying music, say sound. Um, okay. and the use of silence was perfect. And then every once, and then like, just, it helped build the tension. It did. It really did. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can go so, up to a six with that one. <laughs> I, I'd give it a yeah. six. Yeah. 
Okay, then next up we got costumes. And this one's kind of in the same zone. It, like, nothing really outstanding or special. No. Um, well, actually, that's not true. They needed to kind of portray that they were a little bit upper, more upper class than they were. Okay, yeah, that's true. They did a decent job with that. Yeah, they did a really decent job with that. Ooh, so, I mean, I was about a six. I might be, like, in the seven or eight range because they made, like, Mr. Kim look really good and then really grungy when they needed to. Yeah. And then the same with everyone else. Like, they, like, you could tell that there was, like, a, a difference between their their real world and their the fake world that they set up. Do you want to go a seven? Yeah. Yeah, I can go seven. Let's do it then. All right. And then lastly, we got our own personal grades. So where are you sitting at? Uh, I'm pretty freaking high. Overall, this movie was fantastic. I can understand why it swept the Oscars, winning Best Foreign Film, uh, Best um, uh, Motion Picture Film. I Did it win Best Director? Or wait, no. Yeah, it won it Best did. Director. I don't think it won Best Foreign. Okay. Or yeah. did it win Best Foreign? Yeah, yeah, best it won best foreign film okay, as well. Okay, then yeah, that it, then it won best yeah. picture, director, and foreign. Then okay, deserved all three in my opinion. Um, yeah, this this movie was just fantastic. Um, I'm I'm really freaking high. I'm, I'm at like a you know I'm close to the Rotten Tomato score. I'm gonna give it a ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually still pretty high. I'm, I might be a little lower than you. Um, okay. I'm sitting at a 96. I thought this movie was okay. super enjoyable to watch. Um, it, like I said, kept you engaged the entire time. Uh, didn't really have any slow parts. Did really good at building some very strong tension. Yes, it did. Um, and then it just like it kept you up there for so long, and it, I love that. I love when a movie can do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm sitting at that. So if I average that out, that comes to a ninety-seven. Perfect. And that brings our grade for Parasite to. That's the best you're getting. <laughs> a B plus. Woo, okay, not bad. Yeah, so it's sitting at an 87.59%. And okay. like yeah, we said, the bad. only thing that brings it down is music and costumes. Um, yeah. Char- I mean, character development kind of brought it down a little bit. Uh, acting brought it down a tad. But everything else about the movie was really, really good. Um, it really was. Yeah. So it's, let's see, go through our B plus movies. It is, it's higher than frozen two. So these are all B plus movies. 
It is a point higher than Frozen 2. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. you're good. Um, it's a little bit below Rocket Man. Okay. I, I, okay. Yeah, it's a little bit below Spider-Man Far From Home. All right. Uh, it is a little bit higher than Detective Pikachu. Woo! I think yeah. it deserves it. Um, a little bit lower than Unicorn Store. Blasphemy. Really? Sorry. I, dude, honestly, the more I think about it, the Unicorn Store goes down for me. Eh. <laughs> That's just me. That's okay. just me. Um, it is. Like I, I, I liked this movie way better. Okay, it's below. It's a little bit below How to Train Your Dragon Two. Okay, I can accept that. Higher than Captain Marvel. Woo. A l- <laughs> barely higher than How to Train Your Dragon, the first one. Okay. Um, and it is higher than the Lego Movie Two. All right, I can, I can accept that. Uh, let's see. It is below. Dawn and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I can accept that as well. And those are all our B plus movies. Oh, it's also a little bit below Aquaman. No comment. Yeah, I think the Aquaman one got jacked up a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. we have the music for Aquaman at a ten. Yeah, no, I don't think oh, that's right. Oh, shit. This got mixed up with some shit. Oh, crap. Yeah, while well, I was editing the thing. So we'll, we'll have to go back and change that. Like, this is that's the only one we're going back okay. to change. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Uh, so, yeah, so it's sitting, like I said, it's sitting at a B plus. Very well deserved. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, like we said, the only thing that brings it down is costumes and character development. Music, like we said, was a little average. Um, but they d- did really great work with silences. And that did really mm-hmm. a really good job at just building tension. So, very happy with the score. Uh, if you have not seen it, uh, definitely go check it out. It is on. It is available on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. So. But with that, I mean, unless you you have anything else to say. Uh no, I don't think so. Just go definitely check it yeah. out. Um. So with that, this concludes, uh, this breakdown. Uh, if you liked what you heard, uh. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, RadioPublic, Radio.com, Spotify, basically anywhere you can find podcasts. We're probably there. Um, You can catch all of our episodes on YouTube as well, um, as we also do some bonus videos on that occasionally. (laughs) Can't do anything right now. Thanks, COVID. Uh, but you can follow us on social media. Um, you can DM us with episode ideas, answers to our question of the week, uh, like our good friends, victims and villains, and cinematic blind spots. 
Um, or if you want to join us, uh, be sure to hit us up too. Uh, we would love to have anyone on. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash theallbros. Twitter and Instagram, our handle is at theallbros. Uh, you can email us at channel at gmail.com. Uh, go to our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros. Um, you can also go to our merch store, um, which is on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash users slash theallbros channel and find our various artworks and stuff on random shit. Um, I don't know. This, this artwork's probably going to be available. I didn't make... I, I thought, okay, I said that 1917 was going to be available f uh, on the store, but I I lied because I feel like 1917's artwork was not very merch-friendly. Fair. I mean, it looks great, but yeah. fair. I mean, maybe I'll throw that up and just make it available for, like, buttons and shit. <laughs> but I don't okay. see that one working for, like, shirts. Um... And I haven't made the artwork for Parasite yet, um, but you guys I'm very will excited have... to see what you come up with. Yeah, but you guys will have seen that, and I don't expect that one to be very, very shirt friendly either. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll find out. So anyway, um, so yeah, next week uh, we will be doing a breakdown. Uh, a breakdown that was actually recommended to us by, I think he's the producer. He might have been the director. <laughs> but he is an yeah, indie I, filmmaker, I, I Ross Monroe, on Twitter, at Ross Brew, um, asked us to break down his film, A Legacy of Whining. I'm loving the title. Yeah, which is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, so be sure to go check that out before next week's episode, and we will be breaking or when we will be break when we will be breaking <laughs> when we will be breaking that down. Uh, so until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb, and I'm Jonathan, and we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces, so long. Okay, then you can stop in three, two, one.